in the morning, usually I wake up right as, right about when we're going to pray. Um, okay. I would say around seven or just mm-hmm. right before school starts. And sometimes I'll just be in bed because I wake up late, and my parents and my whole family will already get gathered in my room. Imagine waking up at seven for school and finding yourself surrounded by your family engaged in morning prayer. Today, hear about how regular family worship has shaped one of our own and given him hope in the big story God is telling. Can I speak to Isaiah, please? Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Good. Thanks so much for agreeing to be on Fully Known today. Yeah. How's your day? Um, so far, it's been all right. Um, around 2.30, I just got off of school, so I was just doing some homework. Okay. Are you back in live classroom, or are you doing work from home? Uh, I'm doing work from home. Okay. The whole week. Okay. Is that, um, is that, you know, your decision, or is that still what the situation is at your high school? Um, so currently, we have the option to go back in fully, or to just, okay. uh, Stay virtual. Okay. Uh, talk to my parents about it, and uh, I said I'm kind of fine either way. So the safer sure. option would be to um just stay at home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I'm you... kind of indifferent. I could go in or stay here, but sure, sure. You feel like you've gotten into a good rhythm of doing things from home. Feel okay about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Good. What has been uh, your favorite subject this year? Um, hmm, that's difficult. <laughs> I would, I would say it'd have to be computer science. Yeah. Um, it is very grueling at times because we'll have, like, these really big pro- programs and projects we'll have to do that'll take, like, a couple of days to finish. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, they're they're graded very heavily. Okay. And sometimes I'll make the deadline, sometimes I won't. But mm-hmm. overall, when I'm finished with it, it feels really good, so. Yeah. What are some of the things you're learning? I, gosh, I think back to what I did in computer science, and because the technology has changed so much, yeah, uh, you would laugh. I mean, it's like the equivalent of playing maybe the very first video game on Atari versus you know being, you know, on a the newest PlayStation, like that kind of difference in terms of what you guys are capable of. But give me an example of like one assignment that you had in terms of what you were asked to do. Um. Okay. Uh, recently, we had this program mm-hmm. where it would generate a random amount of birthdays. Okay. What the program would do is it would return or just show the user how many of those birthdays were shared. Okay. To, 100. to set that up, was it was just very difficult because there were a lot of things you had to check for, like if the number of days landed in like the 200th and like 47th like day of the year, mm. then like which month would that fall into? There's stuff like that you have to check for. And okay. To figure that out was kind of difficult. Yeah, yeah, it sounds actually it reminds me a lot of my statistics classes in grad school for psychology. We would do some. We worked with a very complicated statistical package, which you use to kind of run crunch numbers and run tests on mm. data that you've gathered and Similar to, to the way you're describing this assignment, you know, little things could make the whole assignment go very wrong. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and it would take 
time to figure out, you know, what had caused the problem, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel your pain. Um, right. Uh, well, tell me, um, you are a, not only a fan of soccer, but a soccer player. Tell me a little bit about your favorite premier team to watch, and then tell me about what it's like playing soccer, like what you enjoy the most about the sport. I've really come to love Real Madrid and mm. Arsenal, those mm-hmm. two teams. Cool. Uh, mostly because my brother Jed, he um, he loves those two teams. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's more not about how many titles or how many like wins they have, but the players themselves, especially how they play. I just I just enjoy watching them. So. I never told you this, but actually, I'm friends with the president of Arsenal's fan club in New York City. And so in, when I was serving at Graffiti, the first church I served as a youth pastor at, we literally, the church was maybe 100 feet from a bar that on Sunday mornings, you know, Arsenal, because of the time difference, would be playing and it would be packed to the gills with Arsenal fans wearing the jerseys. And sometimes the fans were so loud that you could hear them in the lobby of the church even though we were between the church and the bar was an apartment building. <laughs> we knew when yeah. a goal was scored and uh, Arsenal fans are fiercely loyal. And uh, the friend that I'm thinking of, Kurt, Curtis, is, um, you know, he's, he's flown to UK uh, and met up with people and just, you know, has a huge group of fans that are very dedicated that will wake up and go wherever the game is going to be play, playing so that they could watch it in community. And so I actually had no idea that you followed Arsenal at all, but I got to connect you with Curtis because he might have just fun paraphernalia that your family could have. I don't know what, what he would have, but I just feel like he's the guy to know in New York if you're an Arsenal fan. And I just happen oh, yeah. to know him. So it's just, I'm going to reach out to him right after this call and see uh, if he's got any goods he could send you guys. That's awesome. So, Thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. So so shifting from watching, tell me a little bit about, you know, how long have you been playing? What do you feel like is, you know, your strength as a as a football player? Okay, so I played my first game of soccer in eighth grade, which okay. is very surprisingly late mm-hmm. for anyone who wants to jump into one of those main sports like um, soccer, basketball, mm-hmm. and other stuff like that. Um, only reason why is that, Growing up, I didn't get to play on a club, but mm-hmm. because school soccer was very accessible, um, I was able to try out and I was able to make the team for my school in middle school. Nice. Um, and I'm still playing now, so I'd say like three years or so I've been playing soccer. That's cool. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what I like about the most, I I think it would have to be the come up because even though I was talented enough to to make it without any prior experience on the field, mm-hmm. uh, I still had so much to learn, mm. and I've I've really just enjoyed learning each new things and uh, my teammates helping me out and stuff. People that I've like played with in the neighborhood and all mm-hmm. that. That's so, cool. Yeah, yeah I, I just love the journey. That's awesome. What um, what does practice look like in this season? You know, with everything going on, did you practice? less than in previous seasons or did you feel like your coach figured out ways of keeping you guys on the on the on the green our coaches did pretty great i would Mm, say that's awesome um 
the time did not change. We still got our two hours of practice, but the thing about it was the practices were way more flexible in terms of what we need to do. Mm -hmm. So like there'd be times where like, well, teachers knew about um, some like school assignments and how our schedule changed and like things that were just going on in the school. And because of that stuff, it might be like, okay, well, and like practice like 30 minutes earlier than usual, you know? Okay. Just so everyone can get time to catch up on stuff. And That's like, great. Each day, I just remember going to practice the same good feeling, like, all right, let's get, let's start playing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really uh, cool. Yeah. So as a father of three boys, you um, are one of four, four boys in your home, uh, and, and the youngest. I would love mm-hmm. to hear... <laughs> What was it like being the youngest brother in a household of brothers and um, maybe just one funny story you'd like to share with people that maybe don't know about how you and your brothers interact with each other? Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I'll just start by saying how it is to be the youngest. It's great. Okay. Like people, people will really complain and be like, oh, I don't get all of these privileges and stuff like I'm not I'm not old or whatever. Like they they have like power over me. Like I'm the last in line, you know. Mm-hmm. But the great side, like they just triumph all of the negatives because like when it comes to school, mm-hmm. I I already have like a buffer of time to know what's mm-hmm. coming ahead. You know, my brothers have taken these classes and stuff. They uh they know the teachers as well. You know. Yes. And before I even enter the grade, I already know the environment I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's really great. Another added benefit, I'd say, is probably making friends. Like, when it comes to age group, I have I have friends all over the place. Mm. Like, like, not just in my grade, but there's some in Josiah's grade, like, Soraya's grade, kind of. Jed's grade, like, not really, but, you know. there's yeah. There's so many people I'm acquainted with. Yeah, I never thought about that, but that makes so much sense, you know, as your brothers are hanging out with your friends and potentially you're in the same place, you know, it gives you the chance to get to know people from, you know, different different grades, different walks of life, you know? Yeah, just like a few days ago, I was biking with friends and then I saw um, uh, one of Josiah's friends, he was on the varsity soccer team with him, but I think he was a grade above and yeah. he was going on a run. And he saw me, and he was like, oh, hey, Isaiah, you know. And I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember you, you know. Like, I know where you're from, you know. It's mm. just, uh, community is just so much better when you're the youngest. It's, uh, yeah, that's really cool. That's a really great insight. I hope that as Noah grows up, that will be his experience with Asher and with Malachi, that being the youngest brother will afford him the chance to get to know their friends and yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, ne- I never actually heard that before, and that makes a ton of sense. And just thinking about, you know, being in your home and seeing, you know, your, your brothers have friends over and stuff that, yeah, I never thought the benefits that would be for you to kind of be in the mix of all that. So, yeah, it's really cool. Very, very cool. Uh, how about one, one, just one funny story about you and your brothers that you feel comfortable sharing? <laughs> Ooh, um, centered around would probably have to be like um the age like where I, around where I got glasses for the first mm-hmm. time. Okay. Um it was very new and my brothers they would always tease me because I was the only one in the family that would wear them. And <laughs> okay. they would make they would make all kind of like clever jokes and stuff about them. Like at the time I was 
I was always like angry at them for doing that. Mm-hmm. I was like, just to stop, you know. I was like, I was just done with them. But like, on hindsight, they were pretty funny. I I won't lie, <laughs> they were <laughs> they were ahead of their time. So um... <laughs> you you were setting a trend. You didn't know it, but you were setting yeah. a trend. <laughs> <laughs> but um, more in general, like when we used to share a room, the four of us as brothers, um, mm-hmm. there would be nights where we'd just be telling jokes with each other, and like just not going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And our parents would always just like they'd always bang the wall like mm-hmm. near, near our bedside to tell us to like go to sleep. We'd always be silent for a few seconds, and then there, there would be that one person, usually Josiah, that would just tell another joke, and it all start again. <laughs> oh, that's great. And it was, it was just on repeat. Yeah, those times. <laughs> our, our kids are already like that. I feel like you know they'll I'll usually go and um, pray with them, and usually one of them asks me to stay until they fall asleep, and that's a hit or miss. Some days I, I'm just like, you guys got to do it on your own, but other days I'll stay in. But mm-hmm. what they do is they, they're talking to each other. And I'm like, guys, you know, you got to fall asleep. I'm here to help you fall asleep, not to sit in on your, <laughs> your evening conversation. And sure enough, yeah. everyone will just chat and then Kai will start talking to her. And then Asher realizes that his older siblings are awake. And so he starts talking mm-hmm. and it's true. I, you know, they just, and then I'll leave. I'll be like, usually that's when I, I just say, well, you guys clearly, don't want to go to bed and so I'm gonna leave you guys are welcome to chat for a little while but I'm not gonna stay because my reason for being in here is to help you guys fall asleep and it's not working and then usually that actually usually works they usually will talk for a little while and then they'll just naturally kind of tire themselves out but it it is it is sweet and I could I could imagine you guys kind of making each other laugh and and Josiah kind of keeping the keeping the ball rolling so it's pretty funny Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's great uh, well, I'd love to, let's shift gears. Um, I've always kind of admired your family's um, kind of like spiritual practices. And so maybe you could share a little bit about, you know, the rhythm that your family has around like prayer and scripture, um, because it's always been a huge encouragement to me, but I'm sure most people at Grace Point don't know. So I would sure. Just yeah. Um, it's very simple uh, on the surface, at least. So mm-hmm. in the morning, usually I, wake up right as right about when we're going to pray um okay i would say around seven or just mm-hmm. right before school starts and sometimes i'll just be in bed because i wake up late and my parents and my whole family will already be get gathered in my room mm-hmm. and um we'll like just immediately from waking up we'll just pray um mm. other than that if no one is up or if, if i'm actually very rarely the first person to wake up <laughs> I'll usually just um, pray by myself okay. before I start the day, get ready. Um, as a family, we'll go over a verse, either if it's um, on the front page of like the Bible app or mm-hmm. um, if dad or mom wants to share something they've read recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we'll, we'll go through rotation with us and we'll we'll just have one of us pray. We'll mm-hmm. pray about our general stuff, like upcoming things for our family. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll go we'll go on through the day with that with that uh verse in our minds. And um at night we basically just do the same thing. So okay. we we at least pray two times a day. Yeah, yeah. Do you re- revisit that same verse or do you read something else or you just pray? Um at the end of the day. Depends. Okay. If if yeah, again like if our if our family wants to share something, they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usually we'll just read this, the same verse to end it off, but 
Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It's really cool. So, I mean, you've heard me numerous times share, you know, kind of something that you're, you frequently go to during our Bible discussions or, you know, conversations after sermons and stuff. But mm-hmm. you, know, you often talk about how, you know, the, the end, you know, how the story ends brings you comfort or peace in the present. And I'm wondering if you could just share, you know, what that means to you when you say that, you know, it's been something that I honestly, like I, you know, I shared even on Easter that in, in, in praying and wrestling and thinking about that, uh, it still honestly is like changing and deepening my confidence in God. And it's an ever growing thing, but I've been encouraged. I mean, as, as long as I feel like I've known you, that's something you've gone back to. And so I'm just wondering, I'm sure it's something that has deepened in meaning over time and is not kind of like set in stone, like it's going to grow and deepen as you have new experiences. But I'm just wondering, like, as of today, when you, when you think about knowing how the end of the story is going to be, how does, what does that mean for you today? Um, well, I think we got to trace back a bit. Mm-hmm. Because I think myself, I've only really realized this quite recently. Okay. So, like, just growing up, like my interactions with other people, like sometimes I'll I'll do something or it, it might be like something death related. Mm-hmm. But people people will will often like look at me and say, like, How are you not phased by this or why why does this not scare you, you know? Like mm-hmm. like like the whole the whole concept of death and I just like I didn't know back then. I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. But I think it was instituted in me like by just praying with my family and learning more about God each day. Mm. That life is really just, you know, an, like a 80, 60, 80 year ticket, you know, mm-hmm. going into heaven. Mm-hmm. It's a small part of the bigger picture. Mm. And that's kind of how I see it. So, like, I guess that kind of creates my usually relaxed nature and easygoingness because yeah. I know this isn't the end. This is only the beginning of something mm-hmm. greater. Mm. That's how I kind of view life because of God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's really, really encouraging to me. And I think something we all need to be reminded of in this season where I think the anxiety of the uncertainty of the present can cloud our perspective and you know when you shared what you just shared it's just a reminder that like you said this is a very small um portion of the larger picture and story for us as believers and that could really give us not only confidence but like even joy in the midst of all this knowing that you know the the things to come are going to be even more wonderful and and beautiful than the best moments we have now you know so right that's really good um, how about sharing a little bit about, you know, for you, you grew up in just a, a home with just strong believers, you know, and I'm wondering, did you have a moment that you remember now? Not everybody has this, like Courtney can't remember this, but I'm wondering if you had a moment where it went from, look, I have parents that love Jesus. They've shared the Bible with me. We've prayed together to you realizing, you know, at this this is something I believe and, you know, I believe Jesus loves me. He died for my sins. Do you have any sort of memory of like when that became clear or do you feel like 
it's hard to say because it's always been a part of your life. Hmm. I'm going to lean towards it's hard to say because it's a part of my life, but going back to um, what I just shared mm-hmm. about um, how how I view, like, the end, mm-hmm. um, it's usually moments like that that make me realize that it's already been instituted into me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's more of a wake-up call. Mm. And, um, yeah, really, I, I would really just say it's moments like that that'll, that'll uh, show me that fact that, uh, that God is something that's, that's always been with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's good. I mean, even, yeah, even being able to say those things, yeah, it seems like you're saying for you is evidence that something's happened because obviously the typical person doesn't walk around with that kind of worldview or perspective or hope. And if we're honest, even a lot of us as Christians struggle with that. And so for you to be able to say that, even say it, even if there's moments where you struggle, right, to be able to say it at all means, like you said, something's happened to you because that's not the way the average person walks around talking, you know? Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's great. Um, let's shift gears. I would, I'm wondering if you have, um, what's your earliest memory of, of our friendship or of our, of us doing things together? Do you have any, I'm just curious, you know, I don't even know if my memory is a, is a good one, but I'm just curious. Okay, well, to start even this fast, we've had too many good ones to remember. <laughs> um, uh, I guess I could share earliest and best memory. Okay, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, earliest, uh, let's see. I think there was a car ride home uh-huh. when you first came to Grace Point. Okay. And I think I think Dad was telling us about how how you liked um, comics and like Marvel and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I I don't I don't I don't specifically remember but I I guess I was just like looking out the window and then I was just like just amazed like oh okay you know like that's interesting you know mm-hmm. someone in the church like um, shares that similarity mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh man <laughs> just jumping back there it it happened so quickly I, I guess we clicked so fast and we've been we've we've seen so many movies we've. Oh man, <laughs> we've had so many discussions about this stuff like nonstop. Uh, <laughs> and just just that just that small similarity uh-huh. made something great. Uh-huh. Leading up to the day today, so yeah, man. I feel like we even have a shorthand, which is funny. Like when we do check in at youth group, and you're just yeah. like, you know, it was good this weekend, like. You know why, Chris. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I know, I know, like what you've watched and what you, yeah. why you feel that. Way. <laughs> Without even communicating, we know what we're. Right. Yeah, yeah. You've said nothing, but you've said it all. You know. So, yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a similar memory. You know, I, I definitely remember like Courtney and I spending time with you, you and your brothers to see, go to, go to see a, a movie, and just having such a blast and being in the car, like kind of the whole way home. Um, right talking about what we saw and what was cool and what we liked and, and uh, yeah. And that was, you know, sweet mm-hmm. for Courtney and I to, um, you know, just get to spend time with you guys in that way. And yeah, so it's, it's funny, but uh, 
Right. It is funny that, yeah, over time there is like a, a shorthand and I feel like, yeah, we can sometimes say things to each other without even spelling it all out, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when one division started, I just remember, I think it was that like first week and you're just mm-hmm. like, you said something, you know, you said something without ever mentioning one division and I knew that. Yeah. Was talking about. And I was just like, that's great. Like, I love that. Yeah. You share that. So, uh, so with the the whole, you know, and this universe has grown, you know, since we first saw the the first Marvel movie. But for you, who 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 are some of your favorite Marvel heroes? And you know, it could be from the movies or from the from the comics. But like, who are heroes that stand out for you? And like, what do you like about them the most? Okay, um, this is a very difficult question. I know it's probably but, the hardest thing I've asked you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But um. <laughs> I think I've kind of cracked it, and it might be quite a simple answer, but I might have to say Iron Man. Mm. Yeah, why Iron right. Man? I know a lot uh, of people are happy with that response. <laughs> yeah, but um, from like the beginning of the MCU, mm-hmm. and even probably his first debut in the comics, um, he's he's not really a character that people would like. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like his qualities comedically are there, but his um. His way of talking to people is just disrespectful mm-hmm. to people that, like, maybe the viewers think are respectful, which in turn kind of, like, hurts them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, maybe some, like, his early interactions with, like, Happy, mm-hmm. like, for example. Like, he wasn't very respectful to him at all, even though right. everyone kind of liked him off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of Endgame, uh, no spoilers still, but, um, <laughs> like, at that moment, I mm. I really realized his journey mm. as a character, and it's and it's quite great to see how far he's come as a character from that mm. point. Yeah, that's really powerful. I think that that's why it moved so many people. You know, mm-hmm. when we're talking about a high budget, you know, action extravaganza, things you've never seen on the big screen, kind of stuff. And yet, mm-hmm. you know, I think what people took away from that whole journey was actually pretty emotional and right. it's, I think so many people were surprised that when they saw Endgame it moved them so much because you did see a real journey you know from the the first official I guess the Hulk would be the first official you know movie but it was it's so bad but like the Iron Man yeah. being kind of like the first you know you know glimpse of this is what these movies could be like and then to Tony at the end and all the things that he's witnessed and how they've changed him. It's mm-hmm. true. It's really, it is a, it is a, a journey from like self-centeredness, you know, and arrogance to something very different. And right. Yeah. I'm getting a little choked up even thinking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just like, I would not react the same way mm-hmm. if it was back in like 2010 mm-hmm. to that scene compared to now. Yeah. You yeah, know. you're right. You're right. It'd be two so different good. reactions. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And which, out of all the movies, which is kind of your favorite to go to, like to revisit over and over again? Do you have a favorite? It's got to be Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I remember you, you proposed watching Guardians of the Galaxy or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I won you. And... See, we were we were like we were like, hmm, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. All we really knew at the time were that they were Space Avengers. That's what that's right. 
practically what we knew. We only knew the premise of that. And we knew more about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we were, we were deciding on it, but we're like, we, we trusted Marvel, you know. This film is probably going to be good. So mm-hmm. we we got to watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. That was one of the greatest choices I've made in my life. <laughs> like, that film, it was it was the biggest surprise. I was not expecting much from it at all. Yeah. But, oh, each of the Guardians are just, like, really great characters. Like, you could you could easily put any of them in the top ten for, like, MCU characters. Yeah, yeah, it's true. There's something about, um, I, I mean, I think how little we expected from it definitely played a, a part of how we were so blown away. Just had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely characters I didn't know until they were in the movie. I had never read any books with them. But um, you're right, and there's something about they're also different from each other, but the way that they work together is really it's sweet it's like a dysfunctional family you know that uh manages to do great things together so it's really right sweet. That's um, cool. other than that what i like about the film it opened so many doors for the world building mm-hmm. marvel yeah like when you open it up to space like the, the possibilities are endless you know yeah the thing i'm going on different planets in the setting to dig in all of that just just, just awesome just love yeah. it yeah no you're right Oh, oh man. Well, this has been great. I know you have, um, you know, other things to do. So I just wanted to end. We no- normally end our time with just kind of a couple of rapid fire questions that, you know, there, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just, you know, kind of maybe your your first thought. And so I'm okay. gonna, we'll, we'll just end with that. And the first question is, what is what is the sound you love to hear? Uh, Probably rain or like mm. fire. Mm, nice. How about a song you, you, a sound you really don't like to hear? Uh, chalk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, especially screeching chalk. Um, mm-hmm. How about if you could put anybody on the hundred dollar bill? What's uh, who would like to put on the hundred dollar bill? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe uh, Martin Luther. Hmm. That's cool. That's really I think a... he deserves yeah to be a part of the currency somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. How about um, a, a profession you would never want to do, a job you'd never want to have? Hmm. Probably being a chef. Really? Interesting. At, <laughs> at higher levels, I could not imagine myself being put under that pressure. That is true. It is one of the high, highly stressful jobs, you know? It's like you're hot, you're in front of the, the stove, you got orders that you have to produce quickly and grumpy, you know, waiters and grumpy, you know, clients. And then you have to be open when everyone else wants to eat, you know, you have to be yeah. open. Because, so that's, you know, that's actually pretty good. I, I love cooking, but you're right. There's a difference between cooking at home for yourself versus having a, a business that's dependent upon you cooking. It's a lot different. Mm-hmm. So uh, how about a profession you'd love to try? You know, you'd love to give a shot. Um. Maybe stuff in banking. Mm, that's cool. Oh no, maybe maybe just helping people manage money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I went to the Thank bank you. recently, so I don't know. Kind of piqued my interest. That was yeah. Work. To connect you with Solomon Eldersaw, he can make you let you shadow him at the at the job. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about if you could meet anybody, uh, like get a meal with somebody? 
you know, who would you, who would you choose? You know, it could be somebody famous, you know, but they'd agree to sit, sit with you for, for an afternoon. Who would you want to meet? Ooh. Um, <laughs> hmm. Back to Iron Man, maybe Robert Downey Jr. So he could tell me like some behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And like yeah. other things that went to production and all that. So that'd be cool. You know, he has like a farm in California that sits over the beach. It's, got like alpaca and I think you say pigs and it's just beautiful animals that he he takes care of on his, on this like farm that kind of like protecting certain breeds of animals and stuff really interesting so you'd also have a petting zoo experience <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> uh, and then lastly uh you know you're you know like you said the story you know is just beginning you, you're finally standing before Jesus you know, when all is said and done, what would you love to hear him say to you at the end of the day? Um, hmm. At the end of the day, I, I don't know. Uh, hmm. I guess a simple welcome would be good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I think that would mean a lot after going through the journey of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, just an embrace and, like, welcome home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. Well, Isaiah, this has been such a sweet time. Uh, just, I love you very much. I'm thankful for all of our time together, but really appreciative that you would agree to, to be a guest on the show. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so have a great evening, and uh, look forward to seeing you hopefully on Sunday. All right. Thank you for having me, Chris. Yeah, I love you, brother. Bye. Yeah.